0: The following message is brought to you by the Teaching and Preaching Ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church and Pastor Joshua Ermler. Good morning and welcome to our Vision 2020 service. We're so glad to have each and every one of you with us here this morning. Uh, this, If you're visiting with us today, this is a little bit different for us, all right? Every year uh, during this time, we like to just take an opportunity... Uh, to share a little bit about where the Lord is leading us as a church family. And so if you're visiting, that's kind of what we're doing today. Uh, Typically, we're just a Bible teaching church. We're going to take books of the Bible, and we go kind of verse by verse by verse, just teaching the Word of God line upon line, kind of verse by verse. Uh, But today, we're going to take just a few moments to talk a little bit Uh, Just about maybe where the Lord's leading us in the upcoming year. And I'm excited to share some things with you that I hope will just kind of get us together on the same page as a church family. Uh, For those of you who are physically able, I would like to invite you to stand as we turn to Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 18 in our text reading today. Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 18 in our text here. The Bible says in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 28, verse number 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll dive into our our subject here today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I I just want to thank you for a brand new year. A fresh opportunity that we have as individual believers, and also corporately as a church family, uh, to really reach out in a spirit of faith for what you have for us In the upcoming 12 months and really not just the beginning of a year but the beginning of a decade and so god i pray that your grace would be upon us what i pray over these next few minutes as we take the opportunity to share with our church family just what the lord is kind of birthing in our midst that uh, lord you would stir up a spirit of faith and anticipation as to what you want to do in our hearts and our lives lord we pray these things in jesus name amen And you may be seated uh, how many of you, how many of you, I don't know if you know this or not, how many of you have 20-20 vision? Like, you know, you've been to the optometrist, and you can see pretty clear. All right, nobody, I, I can't see, so uh, I, I couldn't tell you one way or the other, all right? And uh, things like, how many of you are very much aware you do not have 20-20 vision? You're like, need glasses, the big thick kind? Okay, uh, so we're definitely airing in that direction there, and so this is... The beginning of the year 2020, and I just want to take some time to, to talk, really almost like a family meeting. Can we do that a little bit this morning? And and like I said, uh, we just want to just if you're like I said, if you're visiting, it's a little different for us, but we just want to kind of chat a little bit as a church family and and really talk and pray about what the Lord would have for us as we move forward into this upcoming year and really the beginning of a brand new decade. All right, so that's what we're going to do a little bit today. If you want to follow along inside your service program, there's a place where you can. Jot some of these notes down, and uh, hopefully, you know, this will give us an opportunity to kind of get all on the same page. And if you have questions afterwards, be sure to kind of just uh, not hesitate to let me know. All right, so let's do this. We're going to answer a couple of questions this morning. Question number one: We're going to ask. All right, I'm going to go through all three, and then we'll unpack them. We're going to look at what are we doing as a church. Why is what we're doing important? And then how you can get involved. So that's that's the roadmap of where we're going. And we're going to start this morning with this question: What are we doing? What what is it that we're doing as a church. Um, You can go to a lot of different churches, and and there's a lot of great churches even here in the Fresno area, to be quite honest, some great ones, uh, ones that teach the Bible, that preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for every church in our city, in our community, in our state, in our country uh, that's really just declaring the word of God, and I, I praise the Lord for it and so as an individual congregation we have to ask ourselves really what are we what is it that we're going to do and a lot of churches express you know their functionality in different ways and we've had to make some decisions as to what is going to be our primary focus and if you've been here for any length of time Uh, oftentimes our culture here is defined a lot more by what we maybe don't do than what we are doing. And that is to say, we're really kind of a very, we try to keep things very focused and very streamlined. Uh, If you've ever been to our uh, starting point class, I'll sometimes use the analogy of being kind of like in and out. How many of you have been to In and Out before? Uh, you've been to In and Out, you look at their menu there. How many of you realize there's not a lot on their menu? You know, you can have a cheeseburger, uh, you can have some fries, you can have a milkshake, but after about that, you know, you're about done. Those are like your three options. Honestly, as far as church goes, we kind of would lean into that type of kind of philosophy. Very minimalistic, very simple. We've got a few things that we see from the Word of God that we're trying to accomplish. And if you're looking for a lot of the frills and a lot of the extras and peripheral things, the reality is we don't often kind of lean into those types of things because we really want to stay focused on what Jesus gave us as a church to accomplish. And, And really, right here in this passage, we get the very of it. We get the very essence of what God wants from His church. You know, there's a, there's a lot of places that can entertain a community. There's a lot of places you can go uh, to, you know, just have fun and, and those types of things. And, and yet, as a church, what is it that God's God calls His church to accomplish? And, and really, the last command that Jesus gave to His church before He ascended to the right hand of the Father was this, was this command right here. I mean, literally, it's the last thing he's saying is he's literally ascending. And notice this. He says, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. I'm afraid in modern American culture, because there are so many opportunities that are given to churches, there are congregation churches that are doing great, awesome, wonderful things, At the expense of doing the one thing that Jesus commanded his church to do and that was to go and make disciples now I I know sometimes in our thinking we can think oh that that is what this person that's what the pastors are supposed to do that's what step no this is given to individual Christians each and every one of us are given the responsibility to go and make disciples And, and it's my heart and my responsibility to equip you to help you, to support you, to encourage you and to resource you to do that, to make disciples. So what are we doing? Here's, here it is, in a nutshell. What are we doing? As a church family, this is it. We're developing disciples of Jesus Christ who can make more disciples. That's what we're doing. If you want it, like, what, what's the insider information? What's this church trying to accomplish? That's it. That's that's our big plan. That's our big vision. That's it. If you're looking for something more like spectacular, you might want to go find another church because that's as that's that's as big of goal as we have. It's just to pour into individual lives and help them grow into disciples of Jesus Christ and help them become a disciple who know how to make more disciples. You say, what is a disciple? A disciple is simply a wholehearted, dedicated, committed follower of Jesus. That's, it. that's what they are. It's just somebody who is 100% committed and dedicated to following after Jesus. That is a disciple. And a disciple who's really everything that God wants him to be is the type of disciples who is also making other disciples. That's one of the ways, that's one of the marks of a healthy disciple. One of the ways you really know if you're the type of disciple that's really mature is not by how much Bible knowledge you have. It's not how warm and fuzzy you feel when you're worshiping. (laughs) Are you making disciples? That's kind of the mark. Of spiritual maturity when it comes to disciples. So, what are we doing? This is not what pastors are doing. This is not what deacons are supposed to be. This is what this is what you and me and us. This is what we're about. If you're if you're a formal member of this church, that's that's what this thing's about. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. That everything we do focuses on this one thing. We're here to make disciples. Second Timothy chapter number two, verse number two, uh, says this, and it says that goes and says, and the things. This is the apostle Paul. He's speaking to his young protege, Timothy, and he says, the things that you've heard of me among many witnesses. He says, Paul's saying to Timothy, hey, I'm, I'm training you to be a pastor. I'm training you to be a discipler. He says, everything that I've given to you, everything I've taught you, everything you've heard from me, he says, I want you to commit those things to faithful men, notice this, who will be able to teach others also. This is it. This is it in a nutshell. To be able to take what you've learned and share it with somebody else. Take what you've learned, share it with somebody else. You're not done when you come and hear this teaching. That's that's not the end of it. It, it, and I don't know where it is, but somewhere along, you know, in Christian world, we got this idea, if I come to church, sit in a pew, and take in information, boom, I'm good. This is given to you so you can share it. And if you're not sharing it, you're not fulfilling the responsibility of why you're here to get it. You're not here to get it just to get more information. So you can impress people with your Bible knowledge. You're given this information, you're entrusted with it so you can share it with someone else. What are we doing? We're developing disciples of Jesus Christ who can make more disciples. I put this, I don't know if they'll have this on the screens or not, but we don't disciple just for the sake of making more disciples. This is not just a numbers thing. It's not like, oh, we make disciples, you know, so we you know, we make them so we can have more of them. The, the motive is more lofty than that. Here, here's why. The, re, the reality is this. We don't just disciple for the sake of more disciples. But I want to say this. But the, the type of disciples who make disciples are actually healthy disciples. That's, one of the, that's how you know if you're a healthy disciple. It's not just about numbers. It's not just about doing this. It, it really, at the core, is, it, this is this is how we know if we're healthy. This is normal. In the physical world, in the natural world, outside of nature, healthy things tend to reproduce. Generally speaking, when things in nature are working, you know, typically the way they're supposed to work, they reproduce. That's typical, and I I know there's some folks in here, maybe... And God hasn't blessed you with children and offspring and some of those types of things, you know, because of health conditions or or those types of things. And I realize that that happens. But typically in the natural realm, when something's typically healthy, it tends to reproduce. It's the same way in the spiritual realm. Healthy Christians reproduce and make healthy Christians and healthy disciples make healthy disciples. It's, it's one of the marks of, it's one of the ways you can, the Bible says the heart's deceitful above all things. We don't even know our hearts, so how do we know? One of the marks is, am I making disciples? That's how, that's how I know if I'm a healthy disciple. It's one of the marks of it. Am I making disciples, all right? And so that's, that's what we're about. We're just about making disciples who know how to make disciples. And so... Since the first step of discipleship, if I'm discipling somebody who's outside of these walls, the very first step of discipleship is what we call in the church world evangelism or witnessing. Before we can grow somebody in the faith, they have to come to faith in Christ. They have to to commit their life to Christ. It's the first step. It's called evangelism. And so as a church family, I just want to kind of share with you, I, I really want to take this opportunity to lean in in the year 2020 to that first step of discipleship, which is evangelism. That is helping people to come to faith in Christ. Why? Because if people will start this journey, we can get people to a place where they're healthy disciples, where they're praying, and they're spending time with God and they're serving their community, and they're witnessing to others, and they're living a life to glorify Christ. All that starts when somebody places their faith in Christ and Christ alone to be their Savior. That's where this journey begins. And so this year, I really want to challenge our church family uh, back to this first step of discipleship, this first degree of just encouraging our church family to really look for someone that they can share the gospel with that they can start this discipleship journey with. And so as a church family, we're really going to try to help equip you this year. So let me share some things. We're going to do this through just corporate prayer times. We're going to I think you've noticed over these last few months, we've just tried to emphasize even more deeply uh, a real spirit of prayer within our congregation. And we've had some great times. Last week, we, we were able to pray for over four hours together as a church family, all the way through midnight, just praying and seeking the Lord's face, praying for our church, praying for a new year, a new decade. We've had prayer seasons in the month of November. Just We're just pouring in a spirit of prayer over this. And so we're going to take time to just really pray that the Lord will give us real spiritual fruit in our community this year where we can see people come to faith in Christ and then have the opportunity to, to disciple them. And, and so we're going to do this through prayer times. We're going to do this through evangelism training. For those of you who feel uncomfortable with this, you're like, I don't know if I can do this. We want to equip you. We want to train you. We want to help you have the tools you need in order to do this. We're going to we're gonna do some outreach events here this year like we've never done before in order just to create opportunities to present the gospel uh, to Northwest Fresno. And I'm really excited about. About this and so I want to take a couple of moments to share a few of these because this is kind of a this is kind of a big part of where we're going in the year 2020 and and I want to share specifically uh, four four kind of if we can call them events outreach type events that we're going to really lean into as a church family for the express purpose of being able to share the gospel with more people this year than we ever have as a church family In the history of this church. We want to get the gospel of Jesus Christ from our church family to more people than ever before. And so we've got a couple things that we're going to do just to kind of facilitate that. As many of you know, um, over these last, probably starting maybe four or five years ago, up until last year, uh, our church... Our church went through a lot of just methodological transitions, and we were going through transitions—little tweaks here, little tweaks there—just methodologically. You know, we moved buildings. Uh, you know, we've had these uh, little tweaks that we've gone. We've really leaned into discipleship in a much more uh, aggressive way. You know, over these last four years, and so we've really, we've really begun to move through this. Back in August, our church family voted in a brand new constitution. Uh, we voted in an official name change as a church. And honestly, legally speaking, that happens this week, all right? So legally now, uh, we're Fresno Church, Fresno Baptist Church, moving forward for this year. But on February 23rd is when we're going to unveil this to our community. And and we were talking, and I was talking with some of the staff and uh, Pastor Nick and some others, and we were really kind of brainstorming how we wanted to kind of communicate this. And we went back and forth on kind of, what do we say? Oh, I got a name change. And so... In a way that our community could understand, we're simply gonna have this event that we're gonna simply call it our grand opening. And now for our church family, I wanna explain this to you because it sounds a little like, okay, grand opening, we're we're not like that we're just we just basically are, you know, changing the name, we've changed the organization. So in one sense. This is brand new. This is it. This is like the start of this. Now, if you've been around for a while, you know that most of what led to this moment has taken place over the last three to five years. All right. So for those of you who've been around for a while, it's not like, oh, we've got a lot more that's changing in the future. In fact, just to share my heart with you, the reality is this. We've gone through some things. We've made some changes and and we're, we're kind of here. This is this is where we're at. This is kind of, if we can use the term, we're putting our our flag in the ground a little bit. And and we're thankful for this opportunity. And so to communicate that to our church family, to our community, we're going to just have this grand opening. It'll be the first Sunday where we're officially Fresno Church, all right? And uh, this will happen on Sunday, February 23rd. And uh, we're going to we're gonna communicate this to our community. We're going to be putting out tens of thousands of uh, mailers that will be going out over the next few weeks, just saturating, you know, Northwest Fresno, letting them know, hey, there's this new church. And honestly, to be honest, if there was somebody who came, you know, seven years ago to our church or something, in their minds, it would be an absolute, it would be a brand new church for those of you who've been around for a while. It just, there's very, there's a very few things other than just a, a heartfelt, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Word of God, uh, they would experience that. So we're just going to use this terminology, this grand opening, since legally it'll officially be the first, and then kind of functionally and practically for people who haven't been here in a while, it really will be just kind of the start of something fresh and the start of something brand new, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. And now, like I said, if you've been here for a while... I I thank the Lord that, you know, kind of moving forward, I think this is kind of where the Lord has us. I, I think the last decade was kind of a decade of transition for us. And really at this point moving forward, I really believe God wants us to have a decade of development. I think the transition's over, to be honest, as I seek the Lord's face and I pray over some of these things. The reality is, uh, as I talk and get counsel, I, I think for us, especially I'm talking to those who have been around for 10 years more, Like for I really feel like the transition season, it's like this is over for us. We can kind of put this behind us a little bit, and now we can step into what God has for us and really be who God wants us to be. And so we're going to kind of commemorate this with our grand opening on uh, Sunday, February 23rd. Like I said, we'll put out a ton of mailers communicating this to our uh, community. Uh, We're gonna do an outreach event on uh, February 8th. We're gonna do a prayer breakfast. We're gonna pray over this, and we're gonna spend some time on Saturday morning. Uh, We're gonna have some breakfast together. We're gonna just pray as a church family that God's blessing would just be upon this new season of ministry for us as we move forward, and that'll be on the 8th. Afterwards, we'll go, and we're literally, those of you who can't, we're going to literally go into our community, and we're going to invite folks to come. And on a Saturday morning, we're going to go up all these different streets in Northwest Fresno, and we'll put invitations on the door just inviting people to come and be a part of this fresh new thing that's God's doing here in Northwest Fresno. And so this is really like a fresh new beginning, and we're excited that you get to be a part of that. And so that's kind of the first thing coming up next month will be grand opening. Uh, the next thing that will be on the calendar is the real the heartbeat of this, is we're going to get folks in here, and, you, you, and I'll just tell you because you're, you're here. You say, what are we going to do when we get them here? We're going to just give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to do. Okay, so, you know, that's that's what it's going to come down to. Now, uh, we, we will. We'll probably bring in some food trucks and things. I, I, I think Hunter is planning on getting a couple food trucks. I think we might have some taco trucks and maybe quesadilla gorilla and some things like that. Uh, and so we can kind of just fellowship afterwards, you know, uh, with a meal that will be taken care of for you. So we'll have some things like that. Uh, but really, it's an opportunity for us just to kind of have this we're fresh start, moving forward. This is what the Lord has for us. As though right now we're officially president of Church, this will be kind of publicly the day where it all begins in five weeks from now. All right? So that's number one. One other thing we were praying about is I really just I had it on my heart. I just really... We just really want to present the gospel to more people at one time than we've ever been able to do before. And I I was thinking about the space in our room and, and things along those lines. And we're already, you know, just kind of getting to that capacity place. And how do we get the gospel to more people? And so we're going to do something here on Easter Sunday real kind of unique and I'm excited about this but we're going to do a huge Easter celebration but because to be honest uh, as we're praying in faith and expecting God to do some exciting things I I kind of felt like man we don't really have the space to get like if, if we were praying God let us get the gospel to a thousand people or more how would we do that like, how it functionally, you know, how would, how would we even, how would we even present the gospel to a thousand people if that's something the Lord wants us to do? And we begin to pray about it, we begin to talk to folks, and, and really, here, here's where we're at. Uh, we've been in communication with uh, uh, Central Unified, and uh, we're actually going to use Central High Stadium on Easter Sunday, all right? So this is kind of a, this is kind of, we're going to just step out there, and we're going to say, hey, by God's grace, let's just fill this up with people and give them the gospel, all right, and so that's really the heartbeat we're, gonna, we're going through. We've already been in communication. This looks like it's going to be coming together. You say, wait a second, we're, we're going to get us, st- how, w- how is that even going to happen? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really know. <laughs> okay, I, I just feel this is where the Holy Spirit's leading us. We just, we got to get the gospel to a lot of people. They need to hear about Jesus. They need to hear about how they can experience life in Christ. And so I know that we can't fit a thousand people in this room, <laughs> so we had to do something. So that's what we're going to do. All right. And so we're going to go, we're going we're going to take that. We're going to hey, we've got like we got 3 months to figure this thing out, all right? So uh, no. We we're we're leaning into this. Once again, we'll be saturating our community with mailers. We'll be going to the Lord in prayer. We'll be inviting folks to be a part. And I want you to pray with me that literally dozens and dozens and dozens of people will place their faith in Christ to be their personal Lord and Savior. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're anticipating. That's what we're asking for, all right? And so this is going to kind of be a first for us. I'll be honest. I'm a little just scared even mentioning it. Uh, you say, what are you scared about? I'm scared that we're going to get there. You know, there's going to be 24 people. People there that day and we're all going to be in this massive that's what I'm afraid about but how many of you believe that God can do what we can't do All right, and uh, we're just going to be praying we're going to anticipate we're going to ask God to do great things so we can just do what he's called us to do and give the gospel to people and so we're going to pray uh, that God will do that And and as a part of that we'll you know afterwards we give the gospel we'll do an egg hunt out there for some of the kids that come from the community and we'll make it fun for them as well and we'll do some things along those lines but really our goal is to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what our heartbeat is. That's what our desire will be. That's what we're looking forward to. And uh, we're looking forward to leaning into that just to be able to serve uh, in those ways. And so we're excited. So that'll be second quarter, third quarter. All right, third quarter. We're looking oftentimes, as I'm reading through the gospel, uh, Jesus would often meet a physical need before he'd meet the spiritual need how many of you have noticed this as you read through the Bible he'd meet a, he'd meet a physical need before he met a spiritual need and so uh, come maybe August time frame. Uh, we're going to do a special Sunday here where we're going to invite all the neighborhoods around Fresno Church. We're going to invite them in and we're going to we'll ba- basically do like a back to school Sunday. And we're going to give all the kids and all the neighborhoods around here uh, backpacks with school supplies, uh, providing them what they need as they get back for school and things. We might even have time to honor some of the teachers and some of those who work with Fresno Unified on that particular Sunday. Well, whether we call it Backpack Sunday or Back to School Sunday, that's our heartbeat is to look for an opportunity to take all these neighborhoods all around us and just say, hey, there's a church here that loves you, that cares about you, that cares about your kids. Uh, It's been so neat just to see um, what uh, Lydia and Ed have done with our children's ministry over these last few months, just incredible things happening next door as this ministry is really, really thriving and growing, and now we feel like we're in a position to really highlight that ministry to our community, all right? And so our children's ministry, uh, there's many of you who serve in our children's ministries, and it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's at a place where it's never been before we just it's just cranking on every single level and now we want to highlight that to our community and say there's a place for you there's a church for you we have a ministry that can help your kids that can be a a blessing to them and so what we'll do is we'll encourage them hey if you come that day we've got a backpack for you we've got school supplies for you uh we're gonna we're gonna encourage them we're gonna be a blessing to them and then then, let me tell you this I I don't know if you figured this out yet you want to know my real reason for bringing them in (laughs) anybody want to know yet Uh, here's why I'm going to preach the gospel to them, all right? So if you're not getting the theme here yet, you'll, you'll catch on here. I've got one goal in all of this, and that's that people in northwest Fresno would hear that there's a God in heaven that loves them, that cares about the struggles and the trials they're going through. And there's a church that wants to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them in this place and to serve them. To love them and be a blessing. So, we'll do that third quarter backpack Sunday, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of what's involved there uh, along those lines. And then Uh, We'll sprinkle some other things. There's a couple things because we don't have it all put together yet. I can't share with you. There's going to be one or two other things that we're going to sprinkle in between this, but because there are certain elements of it that we haven't locked in by today, I don't want to say something that isn't already in motion and already happening, but one other thing that I'm excited about uh, come the week after uh, Thanksgiving, we're going to do something else again where we just say to our neighbors right around here, those in Northwest Fresno, we'll, we'll send out mailers. We'll communicate this to our church family. We'll have Prayer times to pray over this. We'll have opportunities for us to get involved, and and uh, you know. Let our community know. We'll encourage you in certain ways as we're leading through this. Uh, but the week after Thanksgiving, i really like to have a, a day where those who are maybe a little less fortunate as they move into the holidays and are celebrating the Christmas season, maybe for those, and just a way we could be a blessing to say, you know what, what we're going to do is just to be an encouragement to you, to be a help to you, to, to let you know that there's a church here in Northwest Fresno that loves you. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go out and we're going to purchase hundreds of Christmas trees, and we're going to give them away to our community just as a way to say, we love you. We're here for you. I know this can be a hard time. This can be a difficult time. This can be a season where a lot of people are going through some of these things, and we're going to have what we'll call just, you know, Christmas Tree Sunday, and uh, we'll get hundreds of Christmas trees, and we're just going to give these away as a way to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of this community. We want to serve you. We want to be a help to you. We want to love on you, and we want to do, just let them know that God loves them, and we love them too. And then and then when they're here, I'm going to do something. I don't know. Do you, you know what I'm going to do yet? All right. When they get here, I'm going to tell them that Jesus loves them. There's God in heaven that loves them. And there's a church that loves them. And we're going to pray that God will allow many, many folks come to a, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so just that's going to be the rhythm this year. We're going to keep doing all the things we've done up to this point, all right? We're going, to, we're going to keep preaching on Sundays. We're going to keep worshiping. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep connection groups. We're going to keep focus groups. We're going to keep all the discipleship going. And then this element, we're just going to kind of capstone on top of it every couple of months just to look for opportunities where we can say to our community, we love you. God loves you. We're here for you. We want to serve you. And anything we can do, don't hesitate to let us know. We want this community to know that there's a church family that cares about them. And we're going to pray that many come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then we have the opportunity then to disciple them in the faith, which is our ultimate goal and our ultimate mission. And that's what we want to see God do. It has been an awesome year. We this last year, of course, with connection groups. Connection groups will be starting back up for those of you uh, who are interested. In, in the two weeks, we'll have connection group Bible study Sunday. I hope I hope all of you will get back into a connection group Bible study for midweek time, and you can get with other folks in your life stage and just really do life together with other people. That'll be two weeks from today. We're really going to kind kind of emphasize that. If you're not currently in a uh, small group Bible study, let's get involved with that. We're looking forward to it, and we're also going to keep going with this these focus groups that we started last year, and so we're going to actually kind of try to do a rhythm to where we can do both of these at the same time. Some of you were in the marriage focus group where we really focused in on marriage. Some of you went to our grief share for some who have maybe lost loved ones. Uh, Some of you were in our recovery uh, focus group where we really looked at the subject of addiction and recovery, uh, some of those elements and things. We wanted focus group Bible studies to focus on that, so we're going to keep doing that. So as we are seeing people come to faith in Christ, as we really try to encourage them to grow in their faith, we have these opportunities laced within the year where people can start plugging in And man, I need help with my marriage, I need help with parenting, I need help with my finances we can give them a biblical perspective and to help these folks that we're serving as they're coming, we're going to continue with focus groups moving forward, they went over really well last year and we're going to lean into these really heavily uh, this year as well and so we're excited about that, we feel like we have a good foundation now uh, to communicate to our city that here we're here and we're able to help. And we're able to be a blessing and we can encourage in that way. So what are we doing? What are we doing? We're developing disciples of Jesus Christ who can make more disciples. Second question. Second question. Why is this important? Why is this important? Why is it important that People hear the message of Jesus Christ. Why is it important that they place their faith in Christ? Why is it important that they grow in the faith? Why is this so important? Because not, here's, here's why. Because evangelism and discipleship fixes the core of the problem, which is the heart. I'm thank, I'm thankful for I'm thankful for anything that maybe the community can do or or government can do to try to help and I'm thankful when we can meet some surface needs and we're going to even lean into that ourselves but I'm going to say this Jesus is the only one who really can fix the core of the problem because Jesus is the only one who fixes the heart you know we uh, we'll, we'll give people backpacks till they're blue in the face but the reality is if we don't get Jesus and we don't see the spirit of God do something in their heart can have a community of people who have a Christmas tree and a backpack, but aren't having the deep changes that they need in order to experience victorious, abundant Christian life. To experience really the hope and the joy that's available to them through the Spirit of Christ. And I believe with every ounce of my being that it's in evangelism and discipleship, using the Word of God to see people come to faith in Christ and grow in faith. That really gives them the internal, internal things that they need to experience hope, and joy, and peace. And it's the Word and Spirit of God that can do that in them. And that's why we're doing That's That is why this is so extremely important in Proverbs. Uh, the author of proverbs says my son give me your heart give me your heart let your eyes observe my ways the reason the reason this author he said give me your heart because the author recognized that it's it's the heart when 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 you can get the heart that's when things really begin to change and you know what god wants from every person in fresno he doesn't want just their behaviors he doesn't just want their morality He doesn't want them just to do better. He wants their heart, their affections, their love, their passion, their motivations, their attitudes, their values, the heart. Because if he captures the heart, then healing can take place from the inside out. And that's why evangelism, that's why this thing of discipleship is so important. Because at the end of the day, government can't fix the biggest problems in our world. I think you should be. I think you should be a good, you know, uh, civil, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Citizen. Yeah, that's it. I I think so. But at the end of the day, politics is going to fix the heart. Only Jesus can, and that is why this is so important. That we really can be used to do something that politics can't accomplish, uh, that just purely social programs can't accomplish. See what only Jesus can do. One person said it this way, at the heart of every problem is a problem of the heart. And through evangelism and discipleship, we can see change take place on a grassroots level. Grassroots right here, northwest Fresno, grassroots. Just saying, you know what? Just at, a, at the very core of individual human beings, seeing change take place. Last question here, how can we get involved? How can we get involved? All right? How do we get involved? By committing ourselves to three specific areas. Let me show you three areas how we can get involved real quick. Number one, I want to encourage you with this. I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to pray. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. I want to just encourage you to pray here today. Just pray that the Lord will allow us to accomplish our purpose as a church. I don't, I'm just going to be real with you guys for a moment. It, if we're not as a church accomplishing what Christ called us to accomplish and making disciples who can make disciples, I'm, I'm not trying to be weird about this, but I don't really, I personally don't want to be a part of a church that's not accomplishing that. That's just me being real. And if, 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 if there are churches, and man, thank the Lord for any church that's around, but if there's churches out there and they've got other agendas and other plans and other ideas, that's great, you know, God bless them. But that's, that's, that's what I want to be a part of. And I, I think the reason many of you are here is because that's what you want to be. A, you want to be a part of a church that really is making an impact in individual lives and hearts. Real change at a core level. Not, not just kind of, you know, taking care of all these external things and, you know, giving us a real, you know, s- you know, kind of moralistic, sterile place to have fun with each other, you know, and, and you know, f- a good family environment where we, you know, where we can, I-, I think those things are great, but what I'm saying is, more importantly, I want to be a part of the place where the Spirit of God and the Word of God are literally changing lives, changing marriages, Bringing relationships together, growing people to live a life that glorifies God. That, something that's real. And yet, I can't do that, and our staff can't do that, and our leadership can't do that, and you can't. You know who, the only person who can do that is the very spirit of God. And if that's going to happen, we've got to just pray. We've got to ask God, say, God, do for us what we can't do for ourselves. You might be in here today, right now, and there's some things you need to experience in your life that you can't do for yourself. Maybe you have a relational issue. Maybe you have a spiritual thing you're working through. Maybe it's a financial thing, health. And you're like, God, I can't do this on my own. And if, God, you don't do something here, I'm helpless. And I'm just thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly convinced that what we're, what we're talking about this year, this is not just going to happen because I stood up here and threw a picture on a screen. You know how it's going to happen if God's people pray. And say, God, just do what you already want to do in our midst. To Just really pray. Number two, I encourage you to give. To give. I, I'll just... Because I'm being so real and I'm being tr- so transparent. This is just a family meeting here with our church for the most part. And if you're visiting, we're glad you're here. But I'm just let me just talk to our church family. If, you, if this is your first time, plug yours. You don't have to listen to this, all right? If you want to, you can. You don't have to. Everything I've talked about, just to be honest, we do not have in our operational budget. <laughs> That's just a fact. <laughs> okay? To do some of these things with the stadiums and the giving these things away and, and to serve our community and do mailers, literally tens of thousands of dollars that, to be quite honest, is not there in our regular operational budget. So it's not like I went to a budget and was like, yeah, we, we can do it. No, nope, we can't. <laughs> All right. Just going to be 100% honest. In fact, every year when I've stood up on Vision Sunday, I've been doing this. This is my 12th one. Not one time have I stood up at a vision service and put something on the screens that we had money for. I just, that's just me being real. It's me being transparent, okay? We, we have budgeted to keep the lights on. We have budgeted to make our payments. We have budgeted to make sure there's air conditioning. We have all the basics taken care of and personnel and all those things. Those are all budgeted. Those are all taken care of. But when it comes to vision of things above and beyond those things, I'll just be honest, we don't. And so because of that, I want you to prayerfully consider giving toward this, If if this is something where you're like, yeah, I think we should be a part of this, then I want to ask you above and beyond your general tithes that allow our church just to keep its doors open and take care of the basic ministry needs. And I'm so thankful for every one of you uh, that are part of our general tithe giving because that just keeps us at baseline. That just allows us to do what we've done up to this point. But when we come out and we're talking about stepping into something new, stepping into something we've never done before, the reason we've never done it before, one of the reasons is because we've never had money to do it before. (laughs) And so we're just going to trust God for it. And so when it comes to whether it be renting a stadium or buying hundreds of Christmas trees or getting backpacks for these areas, I'm going to ask you to prayerfully consider giving above and beyond just your regular giving to our vision fund right there in the envelopes in front of you. You can see how this works. There's a, there's a baseline general fund that just kind of keeps everything rolling how it's been up to this point. And if you're the type of person who says, I kind of like where we're at right now and I'm perfectly content with it staying the way it is, then you just keep giving to that fund and we'll be good. But if you're like, man, I'm sensing something that God wants us to take a step forward like I'm sensing, then I want to encourage you above and beyond that maybe to give to that vision fund so that we can step out by faith and do something we've never done before. And uh, I, each one of these, is, uh, literally, we're talking, you know, as we're starting to get the prices back and the cost back, it's literally tens of thousands of dollars by the time all this is said and done. But, I will say, for the last 12 years, the Lord's been faithful. Every time we took a step of faith, every time we've trusted God for something, He's not let us down yet, and though it's a little... F- intimidating for me to stand up here in front of all you and say, oh, I don't know how this is going to happen. The reality is God's been faithful for so many years. I'm believing that he's going to continue to be faithful in the years ahead. So all I'm going to ask you to do is take that first thing, pray, and then pray about how the Lord would want you to give, to give toward this, you know? And uh, maybe there is somebody, I literally believe, there might be somebody in here right now who could literally write a ten dollars or $20,000 check and really take half of this done right now. I, I, I really believe that. I'm, in fact, a lot of this is based on the fact that something like that might happen. But for many of us, it's just going to mean, well, I've got 10 extra dollars or I've got 100 extra dollars. Or maybe, I, man, I, I think over the course of the year, I, I could maybe look at a thousand. Maybe it is that God's saying, you know, for some of us, I'm believing, I'm going to pray. I'm going I'm to pray that God gives every person here promotions at their work, that he blesses your businesses. I'm literally, I'm praying over this because this type of vision is going to take that type of faith. In order to accomplish things, these things in this way, I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to be a part in giving. And then lastly, I think this is probably the most important aspect of this. Uh, Man, can we just maybe participate? These different events are going to, you know, cause a lot of us to have to get involved. Uh, You know, if we're going to run a service at Central High Stadium in a couple of months, uh, we're going to need all hands on deck for that, you know. And so I want to encourage literally every single one of you. Uh, to get involved uh, you know, in these different things. I'm just gonna ask, and so we'll be writing letters as we get closer, how you might be able to get involved in these types of things as we're moving forward. Why? So we can just get the gospel, present the gospel, see people come to faith in Christ, so that we can just do what we've been doing up to this point in incremental levels, on a micro level. We wanna see God do it on a macro level and just say, Lord, give us more individuals that we can disciple. Give us more individuals that we can pour into, more folks that we can see come to faith in Christ. And so those are three ways to get involved. You can pray, you can give, you can participate, and maybe a lot of you, you can do all three. You can do all three. That's our prayer. That's our vision. And so will you just join me as we kind of wrap this time up? I know I've taken a few extra minutes here this morning. And I know, like I said, I've said this a couple times. It's kind of a family meeting this morning. And so if you're visiting, thanks for coming. We really appreciated having you as a part of this. But just wanted to talk a little bit with our church family and say, hey, here's where we're going in the next couple of months. And if, if any of this resonates in your heart, I pray that you'll join us in this process, you know, as we move forward. We'll continue to communicate and kind of go through this as only we can. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll be on our way. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we love you. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church. If this message was a blessing to you, please consider leaving us a review or sharing the message on social media. Thanks once again for tuning in.